Hello Mamas. Throughout history, uh, since the dawn of time, every single generation of humans looks at the previous generation, you know, their parents' generation, and tells themselves that they will not become like them when they grow up. Gen Z people look at millennials, clown on them, um, look at them trying to make a TikTok of like a bachelorette party where they like transition from their clothes into like their dresses and the transition is like four seconds fucking off and it's to like a Taylor Swift song and it doesn't even make sense. And millennials look at boomers that raised them believing every single uh, news article that they see on Facebook saying that QAnon uh, is behind Starbucks or some shit. And they tell themselves that they won't become that, and then they do, in their own little ways. I'm saying all this because I've seen time after time after time on TikTok, Gen Z and millennial people, let's just say young people, let's fucking group them all together, doing the exact same shit that we clown old people for. We laugh at our, our parents when they, like, believe the most ridiculous headline off of Facebook, and then we'll see a TikTok that says, so I just sort of study that, and then believe it word for word. That's what we're going to get into today. Media literacy, among other things. Let's begin after this quick break. So, the catalyst for this rant that is seemingly coming out of nowhere, is I saw this TikTok. It was a stitch of a TikTok. The original video was this lady sitting in her car saying, so I just read a study that apparently 80% of the world isn't self-aware. And I feel like that explains so much stuff. I mean, there's so many people that are just rude and like cut you off in traffic. Um, and I'm a self-aware person and I would never do that. That was video A, to which the lady in video B stitched it and said, What the fuck are we doing here? What what study did you read that just says, oh yeah, 80% of people aren't self-aware? That's not even a quantifiable fucking thing. You get and there's no source for it either. This is just a, a person sitting in their car saying, Yeah, I read a study that 80% of people actually don't have thoughts. What the fuck? And so many people took it at face value. It has like 800k likes on TikTok. And it's it's like literally just a conspiracy theory. Let's call it that. I get where this video is coming from. You know, obviously, there are so many rude and like nonsensical people where a valid explanation for their behavior would be, oh, they're not self-aware. They don't understand it. But 80%, like, it's, there's no stuff. Apparently, there is a study, but it was, like, taken out of context. Anyways, yada, yada, yada. Basically, video was just complete fake news, false news, just random speculation, falsely attributing a study to this theory. And so many people were just, like, bandwagoning onto it. And then this person that duetted the video was saying that, like, are we at such a point of 
there's like a media literacy pandemic where we just take anything, fucking anything at face value. And I really got to thinking like it is beyond fucking true. People like so many people around me in my life will just see a TikTok where the poster will like say, so I read a study. Boom. That's all it takes. Like, it's like four words. I read a study. I read a study. That's three words. I was counting syllables. It takes four syllables to convince people that whatever you're saying in a video is true and people will take it at face value. And that is so scary. This really kind of started, I feel, um, a few years ago when TikTok suddenly became this like alternative news source. People would be like, well, I get my news on here because the media won't report what's really going on. And on TikTok, it is. It was around the time when TikTok was uh, feared to be banned that people were like, well, I get all my news on TikTok. That's fucking scary. Obviously, news media is not perfect by a long shot, okay? News misses so much stuff. It's biased. It's for profit a lot of time, which... um, makes it not like what's the word what's the word like it, it, it can't think for itself it's uh selling things blah, blah 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 it's not it's not a perfect system at all but then comes along motherfuckers that will just like sit in their car and like read twitter headlines and be like newscasters like there's this one guy i don't want to like name him because like he's very beloved on tiktok and like i'm not trying to like shame but he's like his whole thing is he reads he, he breaks the news on TikTok. Motherfucker, there's, like, there's the fish from SpongeBob that does the news on TikTok, which is, like, now a, like, legitimate, like, news source. It's so insane. It's so crazy. And I think it's good that there's alternatives to regular, like, cable news to get information. But just as corrupt as cable news can be, random people saying news online, saying news things online are not being vetted, they have no standards, um, if they fuck something up, like, they can just move on, like, there's no accountability for it, and so, there's so much stuff that just gets said on TikTok that is just not true, and people go along with it, and during this whole scare that TikTok was gonna get banned, so many people just adopted TikTok as their news source and as the place where they will get all information and they don't question it. And I'm victim to that too. The amount of times where I've just seen a TikTok and not used my fucking critical thinking skills, all three brain cells put together to question, hey, is this actually real? Is this actually really happening? And I'll repeat it. I'll repeat that information to people in my life. I'll like tell my mom about it. I'll tell like my roommate about it. It's crazy. And Oh, very few times, like, I'll get checked on it. Like, my mom would be like, where'd you hear that? And I'll be like, uh, hmm? Oh, I heard it on TikTok. And she'll be like, yeah, because, like, that's not true. And then I'll look it up, and it wasn't fucking true. And the video was so persuasive. It felt so real that I thought it was true. And I'm a 24-year-old man that has been on the internet my whole fucking life and literally exist as a job on the internet 
exist having a job on the internet and I still fall victim to these things. So we are very much in a media literacy pandemic. The fact that anyone can fall for, not that I'm like the most strongly willed um, mega brain person that is like immune to any and all news, but like, it's so easy. It's so fucking easy to just take everything on TikTok at face value. And maybe I talked about this in a previous episode. I don't know. But like, when I really started to like mentally check out from TikTok was when it had this shift from being like a place that was fun and games to where major shifts in society and culture are made. And a shift from it being a place of humor to supposed to to being a place that's supposed to have legitimacy legitimacy at every corner so fucking dangerous there is once again no checks and balances for what you say on TikTok and i have seen this so so extremely personally with the content that i post i post videos that you know, I try and make satire and I miss the mark a lot of the fucking time, especially like 2020 to literally 2022. So much of my content, I was just fucking around and like had fun making videos that were like so obviously fake. And you, I can't even really call it satire because it wasn't really satirizing anything. I had fun making fun of people that were, you know, making day in the life kind of lifestyle content. And my idea of satire was amping that up to the maximum amount. So say what I'm satiring, satirizing, fuck. (laughs) What I'm trying to satirize is someone be like, hey guys, so today I woke up and then I went to the gym and then I uh, got a coffee and then um, I had a call with my manager and then, and then so I would like amp that and be like, so today I woke up and then I put dry ice in a toilet and then fucking bombed uh, like my whole, uh, sewage system and then all the sewage spilled into the streets and everyone got salmonella. Like that was my idea of like satirizing that and having fun with it. Um, and I got it carried away with it for a long time and just like was making the most fucking insane videos ever, uh, with no real purpose or goal or soul to them. I was just having fun and I like, I don't regret it, but like, Look, I cringe looking back, obviously, as, you know, I think most people do. They make content online. Like, you look back even two years later, and you're like, fuck, what was that? But, 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 but. I see comments on these videos, especially ones that got, like, re-uploaded to other places. Comments just fully taking these videos at face value. And even to this day where I really do try to make my videos more of like an actual satire on something like I'm trying to actively make fun of something by pretending to be it if you can call that the definition of satire and people still fall for it and I I get I I guess like if you've never seen one of my TikToks before or you're just my TikToks make it on the for you page of people that are getting videos that they're just taking at face value they're going to just think like I'm trying to be for real. For example, I made a video, I made a TikTok pretending to put like my nipple on the Las Vegas sphere. And there's so many comments being like, well, this didn't actually happen. Wait, did this actually happen, guys? 
Wait, I can't believe you put your nipple on the sphere. What the fuck are you talking? We have no media literacy at all on this planet. And it, uh, it's, it's hard to be frustrated at it because like I make these videos knowing that that will happen. And obviously not everyone has, um, not everyone is just going on TikTok watching every single video through a critical lens and like thinking, what was, what was this video made for? Why did this person make the video? Is this video real? Like, they're not looking at that. They're just, like, looking. They're just watching, taking it all in at face value and moving along, uh, not having a single thought about it. And that is uh, one of the reasons why I hate TikTok so much. Um, but I love it at the same time because it's a fun experiment. Don't look at my fucking ankle. I don't know why it looked like like a necrotic corpse there for a second. So that's kind of my relationship with how motherfuckers on TikTok don't have like critical thoughts when they scroll through TikTok. We'll be right back after this break. I need to continue. I need to gather my thoughts. All right. Like. I feel like I've been like very negative on this um, on this topic, but I do want to like point out the times that you know TikTok and social media as a whole has been good to have to get like information out. Specifically, most recently with the attacks on Gaza and the oppression of the people in Palestine, that is shit that I was not seeing on cable news and I think I, I can't really say that because obviously I'm not watching each news channel every single day and like watching the entire programs I, I mean I just don't watch cable news like that and I have seen in like very few circumstances them reporting on like casualties in Gaza but like that is something that you really only kind of see on social media you see like first-hand accounts and mind you, like, a lot of these, a lot of the things that I'm seeing are just, like, citizen, citizens posting videos of, like, entire streets just getting shelled by the IDF. Um, but then I switch to cable news, and they are not talking about it. They are, like, completely, for the most part, silent on it, or maybe 10% is talking about what's happening in Palestine and 90% is other things. Um, so times like that, it's, it's really hard because like, <clears throat> you know, sometimes there is no other option. Like TikTok is the kind of only option to get that info out as flawed as like some of these news accounts are on TikTok and the way they lack checks and balances to be accurate it's like all you're kind of getting. So times like that, especially times like now, um, it's, it's very good to have, but it's like the only option. And I wish there was like, I, I mean, I really don't understand what the alternative could be like another social media platform. I don't know, but like some way to have like unbiased news that like shows what's really going on in like places where the media won't cover it 
And thank God I am not in a position to have to figure out how to make that. But. It makes me sad. It makes me, like, wistful for how TikTok was in 2019. Where not a single soul was logging on there. Looking for valuable information. Valuable and vetted information. To bring into their life. And they were not looking for like influencers mostly existed on instagram then it it really was like a crazy fucking time on tiktok in 2019 because like we didn't really have influencers like we had creators and just people just like making fun and like having a good old time um and then like 2020 2021 comes around and you have like influencers like people who are like selling a lifestyle and selling their lifestyle um showing their lifestyle as if it is a real thing that happens to people that are just gobbling it up and believing that it's real. And what I mean by that is like, I think I, I would hope that at the bare minimum, people have the media literacy to understand that influencers lives are fake, that like the opportunities and the things they get to do for the most part are like not real. Um, or at least amped up versions of reality so for example you will see influencers post pictures being like i just got invited to what's the fucking movie i just got invited to the premiere of let's say they made paw patrol live action and everyone was so fucking hyped and timmy timothy chalamet was playing the main character i don't fucking know you'd see an influencer post just got invited to the Paw Patrol live-action movie, thank you so much for having me. And people will comment being like, oh my gosh, you made it. Like, you made it to the Paw Patrol premiere. You walked the red carpet. That's amazing. In reality, they got invited to an influencer screening. This is a thing that, like, happens where they will show a movie and set up, like, a literal, like, two-foot-by-two-foot like fake red carpet for you to take pictures at at like an amc theater and like maybe have like a cocktail hour and people will say they got invited to the premiere it's the craziest thing it is like probably one of the craziest things that i've like seen in la and i go to them because it's fun and i love seeing movies fucking early because then i like list it on letterbox and flex on the hose but it's not the actual premiere the premiere happens with real celebrities in like an actual premiere setting with a real red carpet. Now, mind you, some influencers do get invited to the actual premieres, but for the most part, if you're seeing an influencer post that they're at a premiere, check it out, do some digging. You will see that they're at AMC Theater in Burbank. AMC Theater's 16 in Burbank, California. It's crazy. Um... Influencer industry. But what that whole long-winded example was to just once again hopefully make sure that we're on the same page that like it is crazy that people are looking at influencers and just like trying to buy their lifestyle when a lot of the time these motherfuckers are a miserable. Actually, that's the biggest thing. They are miserable. They're, like, selling this, like, beautiful life 
of happenings and events and travel when they have no clue they are having an identity crisis or they are psychotics or they are narcissists what are what are psychotics i'm psychotic people i don't know um it really is crazy sorry this is another tangent but it really is crazy that like there are still people out there that like want to be an influencer i guess you could say like i think that's like one of the like most sought after jobs for like young kids now which is so insane to me and i'm not going to i'm not going to sit here and pretend like i haven't had my fucking influencer moments before i have done the whole 9 yards uh, the management company that i was with um like that i left around this the middle of this year they pretty much only worked with like influencers like specifically like kind of like instagram influencers and like youtube like the the lifestyle girly youtubers um who whose like sole existence was to like sell products and they didn't really make anything of like substance not sitting here to like say that i am the purveyor of like amazing fucking content by any means but like like i'm talking to you, like it was literally just like lifestyle vlogs and like posting story like promoting sugar bear hair gummies like that was a vibe and that was a lot of the work that i got when i started doing social media while i was still trying to do like fun like creative things that i enjoyed doing um i was kind of like looped in with all the other people that were like with this social media management company and so like i was doing ads for like the i like the most influencer things and i like i look back and i cringe but um i have a lot more control and i have a lot of good um people that i work with now and um i have never felt more creative in my life and um when i post on tiktok even though i rag on it left right and fucking center i'm having fun with it again and i've kind of rediscovered a lot of joy for it for example uh when there was the whole one piece thing people thinking that i was the dude from one piece i loved i loved i had so much fun playing with that for a tiktok like making a clearly obvious satirical video um saying that i was like the the main character from one piece's stunt double and even though to this day i've literally had people come up to me in person and fucking say like what was it like being a stunt double on one piece <laughs> i'm listed in the imdb credits for one piece as a stunt double cuz motherfuckers can't watch a full video but like <laughs> um essentially the tiktok i made was like the first probably 10 seconds you could maybe watch and like think okay like i was actually a stunt double on one piece but if you have three brain cells to rub together watching from like 10 seconds on you would understand let me actually watch i'm like trying to remember what the fuck i said in there. it's so oh it's so easy going back and like watching my tiktoks when i've posted like three this year i quit tiktok four months ago because i was cast in this show called one piece as the main character stunt double because we look 
kind of similar, I guess. But I had never done stunts before, so I had to go through months of training before I could fly out to Japan. And Already there, wasn't even fucking filmed in Japan. Be on set and be part of this crazy production. And I was so excited to just be on a TV show. Until the first day, I <laughs> got injured. I fell 30 feet from some netting. I think if I fell 30 feet and broke my fucking foot, like, I would post about it. Broke my foot, I got a first degree concussion, and I wasn't able to continue working. But I noticed in my contract that it said, I had agreed to let them take my DNA from my pee during the... <laughs> Who is what? drug test and I failed and they were able to use this loophole in Japanese law to create literal clones of me using my okay so we are at we are 35 seconds in and I am basically saying that Netflix cloned me against my will and used my clone as a stunt double and people are watching through that and still believing that I was a stunt double in one piece And I, I know I look defeated saying that, but it is so fucking funny to me. And that alone reignites my passion for TikTok because I want to be, I, I want to try and just break like this sense of reality on TikTok that people are having, this sense that like content on TikTok is real. If I can just like, I don't even know where I'm going with that, but like, it's just fun. It's just fun for me to put stuff out there that is so blatantly satire and see people like still eating it up, even though I can say that I was like buying human organs on the black market or Netflix cloned me and used the clone as a stunt double for the One Piece TV show. Um, it's almost an experiment to, to me to see, like, what people can, like, hear and, have and like, not have it ring bells in their head saying, hey, maybe this is not real. <laughs> like, I think that was the most interesting part of that for me is, like, literally seeing the limits of most people's brains in terms of like consuming satirical content so and i'm not doing this like play with people's gullibility i don't think it's like good to trick people but i don't think i'm doing this maliciously i'm not trying to trick people because the proof is in the pudding that the video is fake and it is a joke in fact at the literal end of the video this is like the most un-tiktoky thing to do i literally have a scrolling thing of text that says <laughs> like basically showing that the video is not real um and you know that's the nature of tiktok people are going to scroll before they see a whole video and if they haven't immediately picked on picked up that it is satire and they keep scrolling well then fuck like they it's too late they're going to think the video is real so it's hard to balance it's hard to balance but like what i would hope that my amazing sweet mamas that are the most media literate would do is 
know that you cannot hold any information in your brain from a TikTok if you have not watched the whole thing. And that goes for YouTube videos too, anything else. You have to truly understand the entire piece of media to make sure you are not missing anything. Otherwise, you cannot like quote it or pass on the information. You can't watch, um, say there was a TikTok that said like, so the iPhone 17 is going to be made of rubber. And then they like go on to later say like, maybe it was like, uh, like a prototype that ended up getting scrapped. But you saw that first five seconds saying the iPhone 17 is going to be made of rubber. And then you kept scrolling and you like tell your auntie. Yeah, so I heard like the iPhone 17 is going to be made of rubber. Please just like don't do that, please. With all media you consume, just make sure you fully understand it before you pass it along to the best of your ability. It's fucking hard out here these days to understand what is true and what's not. No one sorts, cites sources. Duh. This is not like college, but just try your best. But it's fucking hard. <laughs> And I go, I went on a lot of tangents, but um, I feel a lot of dread and despair with the lack of media literacy in the world. And I know there's a lot of more important things to talk about, but that's what I wanted to talk about today. Um, I had literally a whole other hour and a half long episode that I did on religion, but then I deleted it because I was like, not the time and place. And also... It, it ended up being very negative. And I was like, what the fuck am I doing putting this out? So just being so raw and real with you tonight, sitting on my new carpet that I love so much um, that I've been like stroking throughout this episode. Uh, anyways, let's read your drama for this week. So this week's drama comes from Only Bunny. Um, this isn't like a specific drama, but they said, um, you should talk about the concern on how the younger generation can't read, etc. I've been seeing this like... Uh, I've been seeing, like, all these video essays and stuff in my YouTube recommended about how, like, there's all these teachers that are literally witnessing, like, kids, like, in middle school that cannot read, that have, like, been failed by their parents and the education system and, like, cannot read. Um, and I first started seeing this with, like, <laughs> I think it was, like, panic over like they were like ah young gen z kids cannot read or write cursive and i was like i don't give a fuck i bi bitch i cannot write cursive never learned that shit they tried teaching it in one ear out the other is that the same fuck i don't even know the fucking say ah! um and i thought nothing of it but i i really i mean here's the thing i don't know what's being taught in schools and I'm not around children. I have no siblings or anything like that. So I don't know, like, how many of them are, like, illiterate now. But I fucking believe it because, I mean, I know a lot of millennials and I know some of their, like, parenting skills really focused on overcorrecting what their, what their parents did, um, which is, like, being extremely strict and kind of, like extremely regulating their internet things like that and now you have like like people in like their late 20s early 30s who are raising children and just like slapping an ipad in their hands um letting them like dopamine max on fucking 
Fortnite are like putting on like sensory cocoa melon videos. Like the, you know, the classic, the classic visual of like a cocoa melon iPad baby. Apparently those motherfuckers can't read. There's all these TikTok TikToks of teachers saying none of my kids like we they should be at like a eighth grade reading level because they're in eighth grade and they are at a second grade reading level. What the fuck is going on? Literally, what the fuck is going on? Um, and I don't know. It's scary. And thank God I don't have kids. And when I see shit like that, I think maybe I will never fucking have kids. I don't know. Um, but can you blame the the blame? By the way, is not at all on young kids. It is on the parents. And listen, I'm not a parent. I don't know how the fuck to parent. If you handed me a baby right now, would it be alive in a week? I don't fucking know. I'd probably forget to feed it. Um, but I think just like in general, like in society and shit, <laughs> um, God, it must be fucking impossible to parent a child because ideally what I would love is to like have my child. I know this is like the, like, most like boomer like cringe thing to say but like I would love to have my kid not be on social media until like way later in life I would love for them to have like minimal technology and minimal access to social media um but that's impossible you can't raise a child that like doesn't have an iPhone doesn't have an iPad doesn't have social media at all like they would like a they would get bullied at school and it would be like very hard for them to um like communicate and interface with other people their age because that is how people are interfacing even at my age like I couldn't just delete social media because I have so much contact with my friends through social media duh like I'm not just using iMessage so it's like inavoidable like the traps and like the trials and tribulations of being online, especially at a young age, you can't, you can't protect your children from that. I think you just have to hope that they won't fall prey to the addictiveness of social media, the fucking utter brain rot that comes from social media, and pray that they're able to develop interests outside of that, and fucking read, and like learn to read, like shit like that. Ah, I don't know. This has been a very doom-filled episode. I'm so sorry. I'm curious what your thoughts are on everything I said. Um, and I'm going to go Google the definition of satire because I feel like I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. But I love you all so much. Uh, if you want to submit drama in a future episode, you can do it on my Discord now at discord.gg slash week and go to the Drama Mama channel and say your drama and I'll read it. Or just comment it on the YouTube video version of this podcast. I love you. And I will see you next week. Bye.